Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, today I have a special guest on the line. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, brother Bawai. How are you? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum, brother Marif. Are you well? Uh, alhamdulillah. Today is uh, sun is shining. It's not usually like that in Denmark, so I'm happy. How about you? No, no, I'm looking out at grey clouds, grey omin ominous clouds, so it's going to get worse for <laughs> the weather here. I wish I was where you were. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's going to change. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, the, recently I was talking to Brother Roy, and uh, here's a very exciting project, and that's why he's on, on the podcast today. Can you tell us, uh, before we jump onto your project, can you tell us uh, briefly about who you are, your story, and uh, so we get to know you better? Of course. Uh, my name is Loya Abdelhadi, and I was a teacher in the UK. Alhamdulillah, I moved through the teaching ranks here, and I became a head teacher, and I had my own school. And all through those years of teaching, I worked a lot with Muslim students. And learning about Muslim students and uh, finding out what they know and what they don't know, I was really, really shocked by how much people didn't know the Quran, didn't understand even the basics of the Quran. Now, for me personally, I only came to Islam when I was 24. And when I came to Islam, it was very much on my own. It wasn't inspired by friends or anyone else. So all I did was I went and picked up a range of religious books, and when I was getting more sense from the Qur'an, I read the Qur'an six, seven, eight times, just back to front again and again. And I found teachers and sheikhs, and they'd say, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And after about two years, I had a good, solid understanding of the basics of the Qur'an. And I just presumed that everyone, every Muslim, kind of grew up and knew as much as I did. But every time I met Muslims, because I had no Muslim friends, no anything, but every, every time I met young Muslims... Um, Especially in schools, after I started working in schools, they they some sort they wouldn't even know what Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim means. They wouldn't know what Alhamdulillah means. They'd say these things, but when you ask them what does that mean, it, it was uh, yeah, it was quite enlightening. So I set about trying to do something. It's, it's a sad story, isn't it? Um, I just can't believe how commonplace it was. When I moved to Australia, um, even we got to Australia, not to embarrass anyone there because the community I lived with was absolutely lovely. But then you'd find the uh, the imam doing uh, a speech on ghusl to a group of men. They were 30, 40, 50 years old, and they'd never heard of ghusl. So you were like, right. And I remember speaking to one of them about it, and I was just polite with him. I said, oh, you know, it's surprising, this, that, and the other. And he said, all we know is the uh, the chance for our, our American, uh, sorry, our Aussie football teams. You know, they know all the Collingwood forever and things like this, but they don't know Qul Allahu Ahad. It was, it was, yeah, it was surprising. But it, it's, it's, um, it's something, inshallah, we'll try and, try and help people understand. I see, I see. So, I mean, you mentioned like you started your journey when you were 24 years old. I mean, when was it, like 10 years ago or more than that? Yeah, 11 years now, alhamdulillah. So what had happened was um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose, I, yeah, I'd say I was an atheist, but not, not like a hardcore atheist, just like I didn't believe in God. I do believe very much that, or I did believe very much that people have to make their own luck in the world and uh, you have to take care of yourself. You have to work hard, you be good to others, and then you do the best that you can. Um, the idea of heaven, hell, etc. is not very very much interest to me. And I thought people were just using it as a, if you don't mind me saying, a crutch for the week. Oh, and what changed, what changed in that was my degree, my first degree was psychology. Mm -hmm. And why I became very interested, or I've always been interested in why people do things. What makes mm -hmm. them do good? What makes them do bad? And it got to a point where I tried to justify, because I knew some religious people, um, and it got to justify when they say, 
God, they're talking about positive thoughts. And when they're talking about the devil, they're talking about negative thoughts. And so that kind of I could at least accept now the idea of why people believe in God and the devil. And then I kind of just crystallized that back towards myself. And um, yeah, then something happened. And uh, I just started reading and researching about the, the psychology of religion for six months, particularly why people do bad things. And um, then reading the Quran, I thought there was I thought there was sense in it. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Very, very inspiring, I guess. I mean, uh, just. Tell us, I mean, I, I remember last time when Shaka, you said you also studied, right? It's not just because you just figure out, uh, I mean, the, the, of course, you read the Quran, but you also, uh, am I correct, you said you went out and you study actually the, the Arabic and the Quran and, and, and all those Islamic studies. Oh, you? very much, yeah. So the Tell interest, us about it. The interest came from the beginning, uh, so that the progress with Islam in particular was um, initially the ideas of the, the devil, you know, that why bad things happen across all the religions, so the devil, the negativity, etc. And so we progressed through there, and there was a nice junction in, uh, in some Buddhist ideas as well, which I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. But moving on from there, I found, uh, starting to go, well, what do the Arabic words mean? And then when you found a word, and, you know, when some, some Muslims I knew at the time, they would say some, I, I, frankly, I would still say awful things, you know, you can do this and you can do this, things and so I had to go and look at the Quran and the Hadith and then you open up the books and unfortunately you see these lines there and so I couldn't believe it but then when you go one step beyond and then you this this really really important word comes in an English context and obviously in Arabic it comes in the word tafsir or as Bab al-Nuzul reasons for revelation so when you start to look at those in context of time situation everything started to make so much sense and as I started to do this it just started to unpack and it became yeah just a, a beautiful puzzle that you were trying to start now okay well cross-reference this with this and if this means this and then I just got really really interested in, in hadith literature and and uh, tafsir and um, yeah ultimately I ended up doing uh, well, I did an MA in, in English first and then another in education. And then, um, yeah, I did an MA in Islamic studies just to really try and get, get your head more around this and, um, you know, study at some academic level. Alhamdulillah, that was all completed. But the best times, the best times were me calling up Shuyukh at, alhamdulillah, 11 o'clock at night and saying, look, I don't understand this. Explain this to me. And then them being on the phone with me for an hour. And if the Shuyukh and, 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 and the Sheikh I work with very closely, who oversaw the rendition of the Quran that we did as well, is, uh, you know, he was just always available. And it reminded me something very, 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 very strong about Islam is um, Islam used to be Islam, especially in the modern day is, OK, read this, watch him, uh, go to that lecture, etc., etc. Whereas Islam in the olden day would be, OK, follow me, follow my character, follow what I'm doing. And it was a lot easier to kind of emulate and understand through practice rather than someone just giving you a speech and pulling a line out of a book and saying, this is what this means. You have to watch people live Islam. It was very different. So it was a great help. Alhamdulillah. I was very lucky. I see. I see. I mean, what was your study? Did you study in UK or did you went out abroad to study? No, no, everything was in the UK. Uh, the only time I left the UK was for, I went to Dubai for a year and that was a work opportunity. And then I went to Australia for two years and that was another work opportunity. So all my study studies were all based in the UK. Sounds good. I mean, you're also an entrepreneur yourself, right? So tell us, uh, tell us your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, especially, let's start with the tuition kit, then we will move on to the latest project you have. Is it okay if it's okay with you? 
Of course, great. Well, the tuition kit started. Uh, tuition kit basically is twenty-four hour video revision for English, maths, and science. So, alhamdulillah, we help thousands of people across the world now um, do better in their studies through being able to access that revision. So, how that started was, um, I, I just got quite tired of repeating myself because students. If if I have a student in a class for say fifty minutes and I see them three times a week to teach them English, altogether that's one hundred and fifty minutes, just over two hours of their week. Mm-hmm. When I used to get annoyed when they wouldn't remember something I said, when I stopped thinking about it, I was like, well, it's only two hours a week out of all the hours they have they're with me for two hours how are they going to remember everything i say so instead of saying oh children aren't concentrating children these days i thought how can i fix this so what i made was a youtube channel and i started posting my videos online so i just put things for essay introduction and classic text online and um, it helped my class and alhamdulillah it just grew really really popular so they became um, you know they ended up having millions of hits and then people get in touch with you for this advertising that advertising <laughs> but the problem with the youtube platform for me personally and obviously everyone can do what they want is i didn't really like the comments and the smart and the, the negativity that can sometimes oh, come with it so i wanted to make a safe space a safe safe space sorry so we developed the tuition kit platform to be able to do that. And uh, it's gone through different iterations. And alhamdulillah, now we've, uh, we have a, a county council here with 100 schools and their books using it. And we have, alhamdulillah, individual schools using it. And obviously the core thing, um, parents. But the, the, thing, the, thing that, the thing that really triggers me in that is it's also not fair that – I don't know how the education system work, works where you guys are, but in England we have a thing called catchments. And a catchment is basically uh, an area, a designated area. And if you live in that catchment, you can only go to schools that are within that catchment. Oh, I see. Uh, go, if you live in a bad catchment area with bad schools, you're doomed. You know, your schools really, really will. Yeah, that, that, it, it's problematic. It's hugely problematic. It's not fair because teachers, obviously, that not all teachers want to go work in tough schools. And not all teachers can, can, can make a difference in tough schools. And not all students are going to get the grades they should get in tough schools. So with Tuition Kit... I could make sure that um, every single student had access to a good teacher. You know, so if you put all the videos up online, and we've got thousands in English, maths, and science, then those core subjects can be covered for 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 a very small amount of months. And alhamdulillah, yeah, it went really well. We had um, we had uh, seventeen thousand subscribers in the first year, so That's it was really really popular. And um, and then I thought, well, obviously this video tuition is working. How now can I use this with my other passion, trying to help young Muslims um, understand understand the, the Quran. And that's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, in, in, a nutshell, in a nutshell, I mean, what you're trying to do is, you know, you, you were a teacher, you were teaching this thing, you were kind of, you know, you, what you wanted to do, like, you, can, you can be in many places, you can once repeat yourself over and over. So what you did is kind of, uh, you kind of used the technology, right? Exactly, to, to, because in... In, yeah. When I became the first goal when I started out was I want to be a head teacher. I want to run a school and I want to make a difference to all the kids in the school. And when I got that and I was really grateful, alhamdulillah, while school got the highest rating that you can get in the UK with an outstanding a government rating, etc. For, for whatever that means. Um, afterwards, it was just like, and how do we get everyone? How do you get this to everyone? And you realize it's not necessarily it doesn't have to be you. Or any singular person, it just has to be the information. You have to give it's, it. Everything is about access. So if you can give people access to things then they can change their lives. So we have people who've literally gone from an E grade to an A grade using tuition kit stuff in wow. six months. Because, yeah, because, and they write to us and tell us this. We don't, we don't go searching. We don't know the people. They just, by the way, I just want to say, your videos help me. And, you know, when you get hundreds of those messages, alhamdulillah, you just realize it's not, it's not you. Because obviously a lot of the things from maths and science, I don't even teach those subjects. It's just the access. If you mm. give them access to quality from anywhere, then alhamdulillah, anyone can take their learning journey into their own hands and improve, alhamdulillah. 
That's good, mashallah. I mean, so I mean, uh, let's let's talk about your one of your latest projects. Tell us more about it and how it's more relevant to Muslim kids. So the project now is is the the, the website is called QuranStudyAndRevision.com, but we don't actually have a what we call the actual item is the rhyming Quran. So in schools, one of the key things that actually helps students memorize things, or for all of us, is um, is uh, rhyme. So in fact, even the scholars of the past, when they used to write fatawa, uh, the, the, the rulings that they would give, they would actually put it down in rhyme because people found it much more memorable. So it's a whole kind of science that you know, you, unless you opened up the books and looked, you'd be like, yeah, these all uh, these all come in rhyme. It's very very strange. So a lot of these things would be put there. So we thought, well, what would happen if you put the Quran, an explanation of the Quran, in rhyme? So working with, obviously, the, the, the text and then two um, huge, hugely respected tafsirs, uh, tafsir of Ibn Abbas and the tafsir of Jalalain, for, for various reasons, I thought, well, if you can bring some of this, like I was mentioning earlier, the background knowledge, the context, the explanation, the Azbab al-Nuzul, and just let it sit side by side alongside the lines of the Qur'an so you don't have to run off and reference something or go and search, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can just bring the Qur'an to life in a very different way. And obviously when it rhymes, um, it just has a different feeling. I mean, do you mind if I just pull two verses out just so you can get a feeling of it? Yeah, you just, yeah. Go, go ahead. Just... I take refuge from the devil, the aghurst, and I begin with the name of God in this verse. Praise be to God, the Lord of every world and dimension, mercy's origin, the master of the day of resurrection. It is him we worship and from him we seek aid. Lord, grant us the straight path. Those who your mercy, of the righteous, those who your mercy has saved. Things such as this, it just has more kind it's, of... It was Al-Fatiha, right? It was Al-Fatiha. Yes, yes, yes. It's just the first couple of lines. Oh, the blemish, ton of mm -hmm. And then you just, you just get to that point where you're like, okay, I can listen to this for 10, 15 minutes. Because mm -hmm. some of the language of the translation is, is very archaic. Students won't access it. And even just in a book format, you, you realize people don't read. We have a, an epidemic when it comes to reading. People <laughs> can't. They don't read, and, and, and some of the stats show they can't read. Students in Singapore now, there was some really worrying studies that said students are finding it very hard to read one sentence from left to right or, you know, across a line simply because of the amount of stuff that jumps out of the page of them because they're so used to looking at screens and tablets and phones. We can't concentrate for, for across a line. So, so making it rhyming, again, bringing the audibility back to the Quran in English was something strong. And then, um, as I think you've seen, then what we decided to do was um, bring um, animations to underlie it, just so you kind of had a feel for what was going on. Obviously, you can't represent anything visually per se, but we used some of the 3D imaging and, and, and obviously some hand-drawn images just to kind of support the ethos for, for young people who are just raised to learn watching stuff. So we, we try to cater for that as well in Sharma. Sounds good. I mean, uh, one of the things that we also were discussing, if you remember the last, um, so in this website, you will be teaching not only Quran in this beautiful format, but also you'll be teaching some other like English, math, science. Is that correct? Oh, yes, because the, the other thing we know from, from closer, it's one, one thing bad enough for students not to know about the Quran, but in England, at least, you know, the majority of Muslim population, um, we, 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 we are the second, second worst performing on average out of all the kind of ethnicity we are the worst we are the worst in fact out of all the ethnicities the muslim ethnicities are the worst the pakistanis and the Bangladeshis on a whole we're doing really really badly now the knock-on effect on that you say well who cares if they don't get their gcse's let's just say you thought that was acceptable the problem is, is if you're from an ethnic minority you are eight times and you don't get your gcse c grades in the uk uh, gcc is like a minimum good grade for us um you are eight times more likely to go to prison oh, okay 
And then if you kind of follow on the knock-on effect and you look at the prison statistics, in England, Muslims make up some 4% of the population, but they make up some 20% of the prison population. So you can see that this is a huge issue. Now, and then obviously prison with, unfortunately, the alignments it has sometimes with being breeding grounds for certain kinds of thought, etc. You realize if we can can try and get the Quran and English math science readily accessible in every home, give them that access I was talking about earlier, Mm. just the same way that tuition kit was effective, then you can have more Muslim students kind of getting in and then having the Quran alongside English math and science. I watch a video on English, I watch a video on maths, I watch something on the Quran. And then it's not kind of like, oh, the Quran is just something in the madrasa at a certain point (laughs) and it's aside from my school studies. It's just kind of, it becomes that routine. I'm on the bus, I've got 20 minute journey, I put my headphones in, yeah, I'm going to watch a five minute English video and then I'm going to watch Surah Al-Fatiha just to remind me as I go into my day of school. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Just have it all in the same place, alhamdulillah. I see. I mean, one of the things as well, so I discussed briefly was... and you also, I remember also did some of the examples, just starting out, because uh, one thing is, is, is as you said, uh, uh, you know, correctly, it's just the Quran is not only for the Madrasa, right? So you're putting the Quran, like, at the, at the same level with the other, uh, you know, the math, science, and English, so at the same level. It's not only that, and some of the things I think you also did test, how we can, for example, how we can relate subjects. Is, that, is it so far okay, example, Yeah, it's okay, uh, when just you don't are. worry. So the, the, the last question, yeah, uh, so... Bismillah. So what I was going to say is, uh, so what we're going to do is like the Quran, but the, the along lines with the you know, science, the English, and the mathematics. But um, so sometimes, for example, how can we make them more relevant to each other? For example, when you are studying the math, and as you know, as our legacy, we have really great uh, scholars. As a matter of fact, as we discussed the last time, Al Khwarizmi was one of the, the founders. For example, right? We have a lot of legacy in teaching them those facts to the Muslim kids. So it just, I think it inspires them not only to learn math and to look at the math on a totally different level. We are the, we are the, 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 um, we are the, we are the children. Trailblazers. Trailblazers, children of those great thinkers, mathematicians or, or scientists, right? So to put them in the context, I think it will bring a very, very unique platform. Uh, And that's just to tell us a little bit uh, more about it. What do you think of, how do you see this fit and uh, how are you going to how do you see the future for for for, for this project inshallah one of the most beautiful things about the internet in general is it's allowing us to know so much more about our history you know we're seeing so much more information that you wouldn't have been able to get 10 years ago um, obviously unless you went to the deepest darkest recesses of the library so what we want to do with tuition kit is we have an in uh, sorry with quran study revision is we have an inbuilt video questioning system that can either pose questions uh, to test your understanding as you go or it can actually bring up facts and little bits, bits of nuggets of information so we've tried this with a couple of videos where you have a typical mass video and science video playing and then the Islamic foundations towards being talked about kind of pop, pop up. And if you want to watch it to know a little bit about more about Islamic history, that's an option. But if you want to also just kind of watch it without and just do the study, that's your option. So we're looking at the moment at seeing if we can develop a range of resources that kind of help support that historic, historical study. And inshallah in the future, if it goes well, because at the moment, the only thing um, in the sales from the levels had over a thousand subscribers to this, but the the main thing at the moment is people are just buying the Quran because I think they're just so because as much as I say it's for young people, the response from adults has been overwhelming because they're just like, I never knew that. I never 
I never knew that. And and I even talk about there was one lady, um, and she was interested in a line of the Quran that had to do with um, marriage, etc. And I read her the line, and she'd been head of a, a, a woman's organization for Islam for 15 years, and she's like, I never knew that. And I just showed her where the reference was from, and she just mm. couldn't believe it because nice. all these all the arguments that she wanted to make or things that she wanted to point out were just supported by this one thing that she didn't know back in this uh, not an obscure tafsir, just that you have to go and find it to, to know it. But when it's put front and center, it makes a huge difference. So um, it, with the with the, I think parents still have to get um, you know inshallah as we become more popular and people know about it more, then more people will will kind of support it. And when we've got the funds, inshallah, we will move on to the next stage and inshallah just have you know maths through Islam, you know instead of mm. just being add on, you know make a whole different range of videos. Because alhamdulillah we have that capability, uh, and it, and if it's something that the world wants, inshallah, we'll be very very happy to help educate Muslims that way. That sounds good, brother Leon. Can you can you tell us? Please? Please, uh, to the listeners, where they can find more about your project if they want to join, if they want to learn more. Yeah, it's um, QuranStudyAndRevision.com. That's QuranStudyRevision.com. And you'll be in a situation to purchase for $9.99 a month if you want the Quran and $12.99 a month if you want the um, Quran with the GCSE content. Now, I say GCSE content, but it is applicable to anywhere in the world you're studying from, the science and the maths in particular. You can browse by topic and find anything, inshallah, that will come up on your exam boards. And if, if you don't find what you want, please do get in touch with us and we'll try and make uh, make things that are relevant to you. That sounds very, very good, uh, Leo. And, and you know what? What we do is I also show those links that the blog post I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum. Allah ibn Rafiq. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.